calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Bad bees lying, bad bees lying, bad bees, bad bees, bad bees lying. Bad bass line, bad bass line, bad bass, bad bass, bad bass line. Welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm Joe Scrabbles, and we've been listening to UK Garage. <laughs> uh, I'm joined by Simon Cardi. Hello. I am. Um, I was slightly too young for the height of the UK Garage scene, but I'm enjoying its renaissance in this room. Today. I'm. I'm only. I was only ever exposed to it through Now compilations. It was always oh, right. on disc two of the Now compilations. Mm, the dark the UK side. Garage. Yeah, mm. that's where Radiohead and UK Garage came through. <laughs> Uh, and we're joined by Dale Driver. Yes, Dale Driver, who lived the UK garage scene, guys. <laughs> you were big, was, in, big was, in the Cov garage scene. I was in my prime. Like Craig David, I remember like, I was like 16 when Craig David hit the scene. You were you? Yeah. You told me the other day that your late 20s were your prime. If you have multiple primes. No, my late, my late definitely... 20s was my prime. I said I was in the UK garage prime. Oh, okay. it's, it's peaks and troughs for Dale. Which was, <laughs> and the UK garage prime was very much a three-month period. It was quite, quite a small little window. What's your fondest memory of the UK garage scene now. Oh, it must be re-rewind. I was thinking that actually yeah. rebound for the reload or whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, I remember there was a bunch of absolute garbage eyes. What was that one called? Um, oh, the sweet like chocolate. Do you remember? Oh, that one? Um, oh uh, no, was it Shanks and Bigfoot. Shanks and Bigfoot. The one I, the one I remembered the other day was like um, Skips and Drench. Uh, <laughs> was uh, Baby Cakes by Three of a Kind. Yes, Baby that wasn't cakes. Quite, that was quite post Baby UK cakes. garage. Did you meet someone online called Baby Cakes once uh, in Overwatch? Tommy Baby Cakes. Tommy yeah. Baby oh, I, Cakes. I thought you meant like you met, could you met someone who you'd met online. Like you'd gone <laughs> no, to meet no, Baby no. Cakes in person. I could have a list of about a thousand funny Overwatch names by now. I should have kept. Yeah, list there's of been all quite of a few. I've still haven't created the compilation of us shouting at someone called Mr. Apples. <laughs> Mr. Apple, and that was just an innocent one, but for some reason it was hilarious. Well, it's because Mr. Apples was really good, and we were all furious Wait, at him. Why is Tommy Baby Cakes not innocent? It's fine. Tommy, nice, Baby Cakes, a nice Tommy Baby Cakes t- is not a wholesome <laughs> name. That's the name of a pervert. Like, imagine calling yourself Tommy Baby Cakes. What kind of things you'd have in, in your house? <laughs> imagine what's in his house. Right. You'd, you'd never catch me doing that. I've been away for two weeks. You've been away for a bit. A bit. We've About all been week. abroad. Yeah. I haven't seen you in like three weeks. I know. It's been mad. I know. I've longed for you. Well, 
Long no more, because I'm <laughs> here to touch you. There you go. Uh, we all, I believe, have seen the Nintendo Direct that happened last week. Uh, I've seen it in piecemeal. Like okay. I've seen all the videos that came out of it. We were um, actually we were in the air when it was happening, yes. so I couldn't have me, live. Me and the soon-to-be-departed Andrew Goldfarb, in sad news, a friend of the podcast. This is the first time it's been said on a podcast, all isn't round, it? All-round yeah. legend. Yeah. All-round news legend. We're announcing it for the podcast. Architect of my success. <laughs> uh, Andrew Goldfarb is leaving. But we spent last week in uh, Las Vegas at the Dice Awards, which we'll talk about a bit later. But we had a nice little hotel room party for the Nintendo Direct. Nice. We set it up, so we were watching on, a, watching on an iPad, and we both had our laptops out ready to write. We didn't write anything. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's one of the best Nintendo Directs I was gonna that say, I've ever seen. It ticked a lot of boxes for yeah. you, I imagine. Considering it didn't include any major titles, like mm. no Pokemon, no Link's Animal Crossing. So. No, any announced major okay, titles. Okay, right, so oh, okay. like everyone went in expecting to see a load of stuff mm. and they just got a load of different yeah. stuff, oh, right, which was really cool. Yeah. I was okay. expecting some Animal Crossing, but... That'll, they'll do a whole separate thing yeah. for that. I yeah. think that'll be a big E3 one. Because it'll be either Animal Crossing or Pokemon or both at E3. Yeah. That'll be their one. Because, you know, they do the themed booth every year. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's going to be one of them. Imagine if it's an Animal Crossing okay. village. Yeah, I want, <laughs> I want, I want, I want Pokemon That'd more. I'd love that. Um, but I thought we could just go quickly through the highlights. Mm. It started with Mario Maker 2, which isn't a thing I was totally in love with anyway, but... So many people on my timeline were immediately overjoyed when that was announced that it's worth. Yeah, I mentioning. never played the original yeah. Mario Maker. Are you interested in? Because we're going to talk about dreams later as well. Yes. Are you interested in just creation as a game? I am. I'm more. I've never. I've never really had the desire to make my own games. That's the thing. I like. Mm. I've always liked design. Like the more arts, I'd like designing things. But the prospect of designing a game to me has never really. So Mario Maker's not yeah. for you. Maybe not, but I would enjoy playing through the levels, so maybe I'd enjoy that. That's it. I, I like the idea of just being able to drop into other people's yeah. stuff. I feel like there's a world of difference between what Dreams is for making a level and what yeah, Mario yeah. Maker we'll is get as them. well. Yeah, we will. But I feel like anybody could sort of put together a basic Mario Maker level. Yeah. Obviously, you can do crazy things with it as well, but Dreams is just a different fucking beast. Yeah, that's true. Dreams is very odd. We'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going to rush through a few things that excited me, but maybe no one else. Fire Emblem Three Houses still continues to look like my perfect game. I can't wait for it. Uh, there is a, a whole faction in it called the Leicester Alliance. Okay. I'm calling my character either Jamie Vardy or <laughs> Claudio Ranieri, and I'm nice. going to lead the Leicester Alliance to glory. Mm, not Harry Maguire. Go for that. Well, yeah. Slabhead. He could Slab be one of my boys. <laughs> um, Damon X Machina, which is a mad-looking cel-shaded mech game. I kept thinking that was a joke. I saw Damon <laughs> Damon Hatfield tweeting about yeah. it and I was like oh it's just some sort of clever joke that he's making it yeah. it's a bonkers <laughs> mech game I remember like, the they revealed it E3 I think in the yes. direct it was and the I remember first that thing in the direct yeah, it opened it and I was like this is mental so uh, to my knowledge it's run by or it's made by a load of ex mech people so there's like armoured core <laughs> and stuff okay that came out weird <laughs> um, but Optimus like, Prime is on it yeah there's some legends on it, but only if you're well into your mech stuff. And I okay. like my mech stuff. I don't know the people who make it. Mm. Um, the demo for that game, I played... It's it's four missions long. I played it for three hours on a flight. I was wow. obsessed oh with it. God. And I'm just replaying all the Why? Levels. Is there, like, high score things? So it's, it's that you have... Throughout the demo, you have one mech that you're upgrading, and you can earn different stuff. So mm. it's like random loot drops. So basically, I was just building this mad bright yellow mech with a sword and a bazooka, and it was great. Um, mm. I highly recommend trying that demo if you're at all interested. Mm. And Maybe uh, also a new Hideki Kamiya platinum game, which is going to be 
just the best. You're a, like, you're a, big, you're a big platinum guy. Full on you? platinum and yeah. Kamiya fan. And it's a game about being like future police, but they're tied together by a weird chain and there's a robot dog. Because why not? Into it. <laughs> uh, and also there's a rumor that Nintendo is going to revive Scalebound, which is his game that he had cancelled at Microsoft. Oh my God. So, and you were God, well into that. I was, yeah, I've seen that being played by Kamiya. You are. There's a bit in a where rare you can, group of people. You can transfer your mind into a dragon and make it do kung fu. It's great. <laughs> um, uh, the big one, obviously, Tetris 99. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you were obsessed with it. Uh, Tetris 99, yes. I thought yeah. you were going to say Link's Awakening. I know, that was the, that's a fun joke, Yes, Dale. but I thought you were, we were going to move straight on to that. Anyway, oh. uh, Tetris 99, yes. When I saw, so when we saw the announcements, actually, when we got off the flight and I was on my phone yeah. while we were in the taxi, and we were scrolling through and I said, I read out loud, there's a Tetris Battle Royale game and everybody laughed. Yeah. And then I, for a second, thought, I'm well into that. Oh, I I'm thought you were saying, for a second, I was like, they've done me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, I fucking love Tetris. Yeah. I've played pretty much every variation of Tetris mm-hmm. there is. And as soon as we got to the hotel, I was like, I couldn't get on the internet on my Switch in the hotel because it needs a web portal. Yeah, so I haven't got to play it yet, so which is a nightmare. Mm. Hotspot your phone, mate. That's what Hot I did. Hotspot that I phone. I spent six hours or so playing Tetris Effect. Wait, um, in sorry. Mon- sorry, in Montreal. In Montreal. So, ha- <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> How much rinse. have you spent on data to play Tetris 99? Uh, I've, well, I've got 20 gigs of data, so I'm... I'm I don't know, at least a few gigs. I would love if you get a bill for like 400 I was going to say, even abroad, for a free-to-play <laughs> game. <laughs> so actually, Joe, with EE, you get to transfer your data abroad, so it just works just like at home. What? I'm on EE. And you don't get that? I just spent £4 a day for three weeks. No, two weeks. I'm on You've got the wrong package, mate. Fuck me. This is bullshit. I'm on Virgin. Costs £5 a megabyte. Oh, oh my god, god. unbelievable. Branson's got you. That's how he got his island. I know. I've he's definitely got, got the deal with E where my data me. just works in every country. Not every country. It didn't I get work it in, in Cuba, Europe. But it works in America and Canada. Fucking yeah. hell. So, yes, I was hotspotting my phone pretty nope. much every morning. I really hope Al doesn't listen to this because I just put through quite a big expense <laughs> for data. Um, you know, it's a free to play game. Yeah. Are there actually any microtransactions? Well, it's not technically free to play because you need Nintendo Online. So, oh, okay. what they've done is created a fancy way of making you want to pay for online. And, and it it's did. Work and I did it. I want it. <laughs> yeah. You did it. Yeah. Uh, I've I've came second a few times. I've came third a few times. I've still that elusive first place is story of your me. life. Right. So, really? what's the deal with it? Is it is Tetris? But like, can you affect other people's games? Absolutely affect. Oh, right. So, because I didn't know whether it was just a race. Or like the opposite of a race, if you so, were the last still going. So sometimes I'm, I'm playing it and I'm thinking, maybe I shouldn't just do the auto drop down. I should let them slowly come down because there's at points where I feel like that would be more beneficial. Yeah. So how it works is the right stick, uh, you can target what type of players you want to send your blocks to. And you gain... What do you mean type of players? So you can target attackers, people who are attacking you. Right. You can target you can target randoms and it'll just randomly select people. Yeah. You can target people who are near death, so KOs it's oh, called. Oh, that's mean. And then you can just send a final food. But you can do this on the fly. You can adjust it as you go. So there's like an extra game of managing where what? you're sending blocks but as well. But what are you sending? I don't understand. Don't so, so say if you get a Tetris, if you get four lines, yeah. I think... so. Bear in mind, this goes very fast. It's very hard to tell what's going on sometimes. But with what I've what I've seen, say if you get Tetris, you'll send one or two lines to another person, and it'll raise Full them. Lines. It'll raise them from the bottom. Oh, that's not. There's, e- there's several periods where you can get raised from the bottom by like seven rows, and all of a sudden you just spiked up, and then you're panicking big time. That you're trying to awful. combat. It can be. It can be like it gets very intense. Obviously, yeah. at the end, it's super fast, and sometimes it's completely out of your control. Yeah. It's very much down to who's targeting you and if they're targeting you. Mm-hmm. 
you can't just select like random people. It just it selects for you, but you'll see where the pointer goes, and it points. You can see all ninety nine screens as well. Yeah, see all the little miniature versions, and it points towards them. Uh, so yeah, you, part of the game is playing Tetris, but part of the game is managing where you're targeting your That's pieces so to, and also you've got a bar on the left telling you when you've got incoming. Like if you don't fight this off, you're going to get more lines coming at the bottom. Right. So you've got either if you get rid of lines, it removes some of them. Okay. But you've also got to be prepared for them coming as well. Oh my so God. it's it's very intense and very fast, and it's brilliant. It How horrible. much does an average game last? Does, um, it, does it speed up quite quickly? Yes, it speeds up massively. So when you get to the final fifty, it alerts you saying you're in the final fifty, and then it just like goes super fast. Okay. And when you get to final ten. It's insane. Like they're just flying, pieces are flying yeah. everywhere. You can do that old Tetris technique where if you keep spinning it on the spot, it yeah. stays there for a little bit. It won't settle. Mm. So you can buy yourself time by doing that. And you can see while you're doing that, you're looking at what the next piece you're yeah. going to get is. So there is, so there is some little techniques to it. Um, it's crazy because you can see everyone else's screen. The amount of times I've got to like third place or second place. And then I see the other person's screen after they beat me. And they're still at the bottom row. So I was like, how is that even possible? I don't know how people are so good at Tetris. I believe yeah. in you. You'll win one day. I, I mean, I'm going to keep trying. But like I said, in Montreal, I played like one or two hours every morning before we went out. Are you mm. doing any just... work? Yes, mate. I was also <laughs> writing my, my wedding speech as well. <laughs> 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 oh, also well, I was playing still. Tetris. <laughs> yeah. Your wedding speech is going to be full of like L block. It's going to be like, like oh, I love the day when we first met you. Line piece, line piece. <laughs> I don't know what where I was going with that. About. <laughs> just in the middle of the speech, L block. The first time you met, Triangle piece. There's not even triangle a triangle piece. Is that what you call oh, Lars? L block. Yeah, that's that's I nice. call her a line piece. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah. I uh, and uh, finally, they God. finished off with Zelda Link's Awakening remake, right. which I either like. I'm this is a game big that, into it. Yeah, there's. This is a game that people seem to either be in love with. Mm. Or just have never played. I've never played it, but I'm not the world's biggest Zelda fan. Yeah. Well, yeah. nor am I though. I'm not a massive Zelda fan at all. But Link's Awakening was like was the game I had with my Game Boy. I had yeah. that, and I think I had um, a Wario Land and um, Super Mario uh, Land. One of them. Anyway. Oh, the one, Tetris, the one where you were a tiny little Mario. Yes, it's what like, was it? So six gold coin, six gold something. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, I know. Which, I, that I one's vividly good. remember um, sitting in a hospital waiting room when I cut my knee open. And I had to wait there for about four hours, and I just remember playing Link's Awakening the entire time when I was there. And I, do you know what? I don't even think I ever finished it. I, I had that game too young, and I remember specifically where I got stuck. I can remember yeah. the screen I got stuck on, and it haunts me to this day. Mad, and I'm going to destroy it because we never, obviously, the Game Boy didn't have like a saving function either. Yeah. So you just restart the game. So the intro of that game, I must have saw like a mm. hundred times, easy. <laughs> um, and. I actually can't remember I mean, how game, good of a game it is. I just have a lot of nostalgia. Say, the Game Boy did have a saving function. It's just that saves were like did in, it? in points. Yeah. Otherwise, how do people play Pokemon? Oh, wait. Well, that's more modern Game Boys. I'm talking about the original Game Boy. Did the that original have a Game Boy slot? Pokemon must have had a save. Yeah. I do not remember having the a save. The original game slot. had... Yeah, the original Game Did Boy had Did it save on like, the cartridge? Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not remember that at all, by the way, so I'm misremembering <laughs> You just that. missed this. <laughs> okay, start. Imagine <laughs> you just ignoring saves, being like, Link's Awakening's impossible. Hey, man, I had uh, the PlayStation 1 I never had a memory card with, and I used to play all my games from start every time. I played Resident Evil. I would just play it until I died, and then I'll just start it all over again. And just you were the original playing. roguelike player. That's just mad. I would never even dream of doing that these days. It's so weird. But what I'm basically trying to say is, I'm very excited to actually see Link's Awakening, the entire game, yeah. and play through it properly. This art style looks I think it's incredible. Brilliant. It looks I love it. It's such yeah. a nice 
it's like an iteration on what they did with Link Between Worlds, which I think mm. was amazing. Um, I like you, that Zelda, more than any other series, I think, almost has a different art style every yeah, single there's game. A, there's a really good piece on the site from Tom Marks just about that, where he's like, mm. I've, I've, he's sort of recognised 13 distinct art styles yeah. throughout the whole I series. I can't think of it's another amazing. game that does that. No, because it's mad. Yeah. <laughs> why would you reinvent it every time? Come on, Nintendo. And that's why there's ideas. 49 different types of Link in Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I really like this like tilt-shift, chibi, miniature mm. Zelda yeah. thing. And it kind of fits with the whole it's all a dream thing mm. because mm. it can look a bit mad. Yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to and it. And I will definitely play it, I think. Oh, yeah. Mm. Why not? That's my reasoning. Why yeah, not? That's true. That's the that's the cool thing about Zelda is you know you're going to get one every two years, even if it's not like a mainline. They've yeah. been do- I did. I only realised this the other day, like looking it up, just going, oh shit, yeah, there has been a Zelda at least every two years mm. for the last like sixteen years or something, which yeah. is great. Did you for any moment think it was going to be on the 3DS instead of the Switch? I was quite worried about that because yeah. they, yeah, they are still pushing like. WarioWare Gold, which is a game I desperately want to play, is on a console that I haven't charged yes. for the last three years. And you're like, come on, just know, give me some. I, I was convinced it was going to be on there. Yeah. And then thank God it's not. But that's the thing. I would. This is the game that would make me get my 3DS back really? out. I would okay. play this in a heartbeat. Because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Link Between Worlds. I, I genuinely think that the last. After this comes out, the last three Zelda games could be the best three Zelda games Ooh. Breath of the Wild, Link Between Worlds, and maybe this. What do you reckon, why do you reckon they chose this one specifically? Because it has that. It, it's yeah, hitting cool exactly numbers. the right part of retro nostalgia, yeah. but it's also not important enough to the series for a remake to be like problematic. Sure. Like if they tried yeah. to remake. They tried to remake I mean, they've Ocarina, done lots then. of remakes. Yeah. Yeah. They did the HD version, didn't they? Those yeah. are HDs rather yeah, than remakes. I like, I bet there'll be major the differences. The Wind Waker one was a pretty major. It wasn't a remake, but it was no. a pretty big facelift. They had, yeah, and they, it was a big facelift, and they changed a few elements as yeah. well. Like, they made stuff easier. Mm. Um, yeah, I can see them making big changes. A, that was just a straight That was 3DS as well. Well, not a port. Yeah, that was just Why isn't that on Switch yet? Yeah, I'd like put it on it. How hard is it? Yes, all of those (laughs) 3DS virtual console. Come on, just cancel that old one. Uh, So that's Nintendo Direct. Mm. Where I watched that, I've just nearly thrown this off the Las Vegas uh, table. Why were you in a Las Vegas bedroom? I was at the Harlot Dice (laughs) Dice Conference and Awards Ceremony. Which um, are either of you two? particularly aware of DICE as the awards rather than the developer? Uh, n- not really. Man, I, like, I see it come up every year, that's but it. I don't really pay mm. much attention. That's what It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, that's a thing that happened. Mm. Uh, so I didn't really know what it was and uh, got invited to go out with Goldfarb, so we, we had a nice little Vegas trip one together. Last uh, it's the most condensed set of millionaires that I've ever been amongst. Oh it's really weird. So it's basically... In a very simplistic way, it's essentially a conference along the same lines as GDC, which is for developers specifically Mm -hmm. and not really for press. Yeah. But this is for, like, executives. So, like, you're just walking around and, like, Phil Spencer's over there and Ted Price is over there and, like, all these... (laughs) The people who make big decisions and lots of money are all just hanging out and having chats and stuff. It's mad. And it's a very odd place. So on the first day, by complete coincidence... Shuhei Yoshida just asked Goldfarb out for dinner. Oh and so God. we ended up going out and just having dinner. And so I've had people on Twitter because uh, Yoshida posted a picture of us. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
And I've had people asking, like, what did you talk about? Imagine the, <laughs> imagine the scoops. He was just asking me about Brexit. It was yeah, just dinner. Yeah. Like, we just had a nice chat. He seems yeah. like the, one of the loveliest men. He's amazing. He also, one of the best parts of that dinner was um, he'd listened to the episode of Beyond I was on. Ain't that mad. And I'd mentioned <laughs> a story that involved him, but I'd got a fact wrong. And I realized afterwards <laughs> yeah. that I'd got the fact wrong. And at dinner, he was like, I heard you on Beyond. And um, actually, you got that wrong. I was like, I know I did. I'm really oh, sorry. Shit, I didn't expect <laughs> you to hear. Um, it was really interesting. It was just like, it's oddly humanizing to see just like, you know, like people, like fucking Sean Layden from PlayStation mm. at 10 in the morning, just desperately needing a coffee you're, yes. you're kind of reminded that yeah, these are real people exactly right. um and it's, it was really interesting as a it's a set of panels that leads to an awards show basically and so the panels are kind of along broader lines than usual so it's things like xbox going like here's how we're going to make two billion people play our products instead yeah. of 60 million and that kind so of stuff who are these for are they for it's mostly investors? for developers oh, so developers. like there's a whole yeah. second day which are round tables where people can just walk into a room and sit around tables and talk about nice. like issues but the press are not allowed in those bits because okay. it makes everyone nervous yeah yeah um, i was gonna say there's a lot more candid talk going on yeah like, so like, there's reports come out about sony we're talking openly about the switch and yeah, Xbox stuff and that's well, it. it. Yeah, they so yeah. Sean Layden kind of said we love the Switch. The Switch yeah. sold the most consoles last year. We think it's amazing. You know, and mm. I, I like that kind of. It's the point at which everyone kind of just stops being on their PR sure, yeah. trip a bit, and so you know you kind of meet people and just talk about the it's industry. Like everyone sharing information mm. yeah. and sort of working together. And exactly. Who is it that decides these awards? Uh, so it's a panel of like developers and press, I believe. Okay. Um, so God of War won almost it everything. Was, yeah, sweet. Uh, we had a nice little chat with Corey Barlog. He was a very lovely man, and is he is weirdly excited about having been on IGN comments, <laughs> and that he's got more hits than uh, Jeff Goldblum. He's wearing nice. slightly irritated that Jeff Kaplan's beating him as well. Oh, well, um, tell him when, when you got God of War two, mate. Exactly, come, in, come, come it back again. in. Do it again. Um, but yeah, it was just a very interesting time. Um, yeah, but mainly the point of this section is just to say, Shida didn't tell me any secrets. Don't ask no. me about them. He's just <laughs> nice, and it was a good Joe. dinner. Did Hello. you tell him how many platinum trophies I have? I didn't actually. What I'm so fuck? sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My mate Dale, you wouldn't believe it. He's going for Hundo. Yeah. He plays PlayStation as well. Yeah. <laughs> Juhei loves to play as well, though. He goes oh, from. Yeah. Oh, of course he does. He's on brand, but still. Yeah. He, he better. Imagine <laughs> yeah. if he was just like, fuck it. It's a lot of work. Yeah, um, yeah I did. Um, I did tell. Uh, Ted Price from Insomniac that I'd got a plat my first ever platinum was in Spider-Man I missed out the fact that I was like I deeply it. disappointed <laughs> in the experience um, but yeah that was fun yeah. uh, you boys however went to Canada we were, yeah. isn't it mad that we were both in North America yeah. but in different places is that it's, mad? Always like, it's always like it's a massive continent <laughs> crazy um, yeah we were in Montreal which do you know what I've always I've heard the rumours Joe that um, that um, that area of Canada is very French. Yes. I didn't realize how French. <laughs> oh, it was. mate, it's French. Like as every fuck. shop front, every like first word you hear is bonjour. Yeah. Which yeah. you know I always knew is obviously a French part of Canada, but mm. I didn't realize it was 
predominantly. Oh, it's predominantly. Did you meet anyone who refused to speak English? No. We met which people, I, when I say no. refused, I mean don't, didn't no. speak English. I also <laughs> find it funny how whatever shop you go in, they just, it's almost like you get used to it, they just go bonjour, hi. They, yeah. s- they do give you both uh, options. That's cool. They do, they, they do that everywhere. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I have met a few people, I went there last year as well, and I met a few people that just couldn't speak English. Yeah. And you say English and they just say, no, sorry. Yeah. yeah don't, don't speak it at all. Which is it's mad. It's a mad like, little pocket, isn't it? Because everywhere there is, like, everyone's prepared for both languages, mm. all the signs yeah. are in both languages, which begs the question, just choose one. <laughs> just stick with one. <laughs> I, uh, I lived in Canada till I was six, and mm. I used to have schooling one day in English and one day in French. Were mm. you in Quebec region? Then? No, I was in Ottawa. Okay. But they still, because everything's in dual languages, like all signs are in both languages and stuff like yeah. that, you get taught both mm. from an early age. I could yeah. speak better French at six than I could at GCSE. And it <laughs> yeah. annoys me to this day. I, know, right? I could speak conversational French as a six-year-old and then they took it yeah, away from me. And by they, I mean my parents. <laughs> yeah. but, um, Montreal's a lovely city. A lot of snow. We were there yeah. uh, very cold. It's like minus 14, wasn't mm. it? Uh, it wasn't quite when we got there. But, oh, right. uh it was like minus four or five one day. I think. so yeah. bloody prepared for this. Yeah, snow. I know. If that it's happened no here, problem. We'd, we'd shut I saw down. a guy just at one point outside a restaurant, just in a digger, in a t-shirt, just driving his digger around, just oh, hoofing up snow. Just, up snow. <laughs> just picking it up, lobbing it places. And I was like, this is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go on to the main reason. I was going to say, have we actually said why you were there? The main uh, reason yeah. there was for poutine. Yes. And Timbits. Yeah. Let me tell you about Timbits. God, I love Timbits. <laughs> um, Tim Hortons, if you don't know. I'd been to one before in Dubai, but I don't feel like I got the genuine Tim Hortons experience. Yeah, because it's in Dubai. I went yeah. not once, but twice in Canada to Tim wow. Hortons. Um, and I had a lot of Timbits. They're so cheap. If you don't know what a Timbit is, it's just a donut ball, a yeah. little donut ball, but there's many varieties. Um, Do you believe that they're the holes from other donuts? That's how, that they, doesn't, that's how they say that's it. That's how they mention I don't The origin that. story is that they're the holes. <laughs> they're like off cuts, really, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. But they're good. Twenty nine cents for a Timbit. You're obsessed with donuts at the moment. Yeah, you d- in your dreams thing. You put donuts in there. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, I've, it's a mad creation. We'll get on to dr- keep teasing dreams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, had a lot of dreams up. recently. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Can we actually talk about what you were there for? <laughs> yeah. Um, Rainbow Six. <laughs> that was it. I completely forgot. That's the end. Um, <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege Invitational. The big old, the big event, the big Rainbow Six Siege. Championships. You're going to keep saying big. It's very big. Prize pool's big. Two million dollar oh, prize insane. pool. What? That's a lot. For isn't it? A game. I heard, <laughs> I think I heard someone saying there how much like some of those players yeah. get paid. Oh, it's mate. mad. Yeah. yeah. This is just like a bonus as well. Yeah. So I think you get four hundred grand alone for reaching the grand final. Good lord. I don't what, know. If that, I think that's split. It that must be. be I, think I was going to say yeah, that's yeah, f- between five. So that's still what eighty grand each for playing for playing rainbow. I mean, six. quick maths. But being be very fair, good at it. When you watch them play it, you're like, I can't even fathom what you're doing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. So there is definitely a, a quite a strong yeah. skill set required. Yeah. But, but who was it was saying? Somebody told us as well that a lot of esports players retire by like their mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your reflexes. Yeah, the reflexes. You just can't do it anymore. That's mad. It is very impressive to watch. The yeah. arena itself is very impressive. Mm. My favourite bit is um, when, because they only play bomb, uh, whenever someone lays down the diffuser, the whole room just goes red and sirens start yeah. playing. That's cool. And the tension is just, yeah. I like f- that. I'm not even playing and I feel really tense. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. The production was crazy. Production values are crazy. And yeah, I mean, we're not big into esports. I think that's no. fair to say. Yeah. Mm. Enjoy a little bit of Overwatch League. So the main reason we're really there is to look at what is coming up in the new season. Mm. Operation Burnt Horizon. Ooh. Ooh, 
which scary is words. set in Australia with two Australian operators. Yes, please. You've got what a bit of Australian in you, haven't I you, do. Dave? I've got a bit of everything. My dad's Australian. Yeah. And you've got Canada. Oh, he looks like he could. My dad actually does look a bit like a Rainbow Six Siege operator. He's Michael Keaton, but jacked and Australian. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you think the new map in the Australian pack is called, Joe? Uh, is it called pub no no what's it called outback Out- oh, <laughs> oh. It fucking is. and it's like a shady motel yeah. is it in the outback it's like wolf, wolf creek uruluru uruluru they, that's right uluru. they have uh, there was the like uruluru airs rock in the distance <laughs> uluru uluru that's what it is it's, it's very like australian yes. eyes. so they've got a sign up that says like that's not a knife and things yeah, like and that. a big oh. great white shark hanging from the ceiling if, they, if someone <laughs> else did that to canadians all the rainbow six people would be well upset mm, yeah. if they were like mm, maple leaf sold <laughs> yeah, up there yeah. <laughs> and you've got the so yeah, the little um there's two operators you've got the defender mozzie i love mozzie yeah Mr. Steel Yo Drone, as he's, <laughs> that's what as he's called in the, in the video. video. <laughs> um, that's what is referred to in the questionable video introducing the opera. The video so, was so cheesy that they showed us that introduced him, yeah, and that's what he actually said. He, is a, he is a cheeky little operator. I could see Dale using him. He's mm. into his. Well, I, I, if you're into Twitch and you're into Valkyrie. It's kind well, of well, mute as well. Like yeah. mute is one of my favourite defenders, and he's basically like mute, but enhanced so not only do you prevent their drones but you also take them and yeah. you can use them mm. against them i think that aspect of it is really cool um i think also that you're you're planting them but you can also fire directly to to drones as well so if they come in and you see one go past you can fire your thing mm. straight onto it and take okay. it over yeah. immediately they're cool little spider drones it's like transformers shit he also has a really sexy reload am- uh, animation as well. You did like a little... Which, when you again, did that, you did a little lick. Guess, it was really creepy. Guess what this uh, VO, uh, VO artist in the video, he called the re- reload animation a ripper. Yeah, nice. the ripper. What, Using what's all the his words. reload animation? I don't it's understand. hard to describe. He kind of just pulls, the drone. He kind of pulls it out and like flips it in his hand and what, puts anyone in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just pulls it out, flips he it around. He just pulls it the out. Max and of, his gun's just back. That's exactly he what he does. He sort of tilts the side of the mag, sort of flips up, but he's also yeah. putting the next one in. It's like a real smooth yeah. like, motion. I it's didn't realise they had cool. custom reload animations they for do. operators. Yes, yeah. You yeah. never know. Pay attention, Joe. Mm. I don't really care. <laughs> what uh, about Gridlock, Simon? The attacker, Gridlock. An interesting attacker, because she's kind of... <laughs> you sound like the intro video now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me tell you more about Gridlock. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an attacker, but with a very defensive gadget. So they're kind of like... Big goo traps, essentially. Well, they're like the metallic, though, aren't they? Yeah. They're like they're sort of so steel you throw traps. them down like you would a goo trap. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then they kind of just twelve come out over the period of a few. It makes seconds. no sense, like from a science. When you watch, I, I mean, there's someone who has a wind, <laughs> yeah. so wind grenade cannon. You can now, basically so. clog up a hallway. Yeah. with these so no one can come behind you like a roaming defender like a Cavera. when you say mm. clog do they get stuck in it no, no so it's just like they'll just fill the floor basically right it's a bit like um so it's it slows you know, them um, down it's a good um comparison is actually um wrecking balls mines in overwatch okay they'll fill us like fill a floor like right. that and yeah if you step on them you get slowed down each one takes 10 damage yeah. so if you somehow have the ability to step on all 12 you will die okay yeah. right but that's not they happen. also make a lot of noise as well so yeah. we find that people using them as sort of a warning measure mm. they cover the floor within a room and if so then they know if somebody's coming yeah. behind them they'd hear them coming gotcha. i was quite in, i feel like i'd be more likely to play gridlock but the downside is she's 
three armor and one speed and you know i i do like to run around a bit mm. so it's not good for me is that the first female character with three armor um that's a very good question I, yeah, uh, no it doesn't yeah. mirror Myra. oh yeah maybe yeah. maybe um debunked <laughs> but what, what's going to be exciting is seeing like all the ways people manage to use these gadgets and then combo them as yeah. well like there was already somebody hypothesizing that um in, so if somebody if you say if you plant the bomb diffuser yeah and then you can place all gridlocks things oh, around horrible. it yeah. to stop it so just it just slows you down that's trying naughty. to get to it and uh although do you notice there was also a big change as well now so when you get revived you don't get 50 health you get 20 health yeah. oh so a revive you're practically dead that's yeah, just gonna make on team killing those, yeah, yeah. ah so now they have a way to combat team killing in this year coming forward don't they yeah. so if you it was wasn't it, quite you, clear how it works but i think they're experimenting with it at the moment but it was if you kill one person on your team whatever but if you yeah, kill obviously. a second but if you kill a second person then you die mm. and it says you killed so yourself it can, it can and you die immediately but what happens to the happen. second person are they down as well no no, no, they, no damage is no taken damage from... no oh that's weird so yeah. if you team kill one person that can happen by accident yeah yeah, yeah. But if you did a second then you die what to prevent people to start spawning the game and just shooting everyone we have been accidentally to, yeah just just Theoretically, I mean, no one would ever do this. But what if you accidentally threw a grenade at two of your teammates because you were trying to press the ability button? Then I guess you'd be team killed. You'd be killed, uh, sorry. Um, have you ever done that, Joe? No. Uh, I want to move on to a section. Is that all you have to say about Rainbow? I apologize. Um, no, I'm just looking forward to the new operator. I think the last few sets of operators, they haven't really appealed to me. Yeah. But these ones, I'm actually... I I'm, I'm, I'm go. really excited. I'm well into gear. It does yeah. feel a bit like with the last two sets, there's... Because this is like their 43rd and 44th operator yeah. or something. I think it's 45th and 46th. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Um, like, it does feel a bit to me like they're starting to run out of ability ideas and they're just mm. making old ones slightly better but with some downsides. I do know what you mean, yeah. Like Mute versus uh, Mozzie. They Mozzie. do different things, though, because Mute can stop, like, uh, Thermite and you can stop Habana and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Mozzie yeah. can't, is only really useful for taking over drones. Yeah. And, yeah. Watching those pros play it made me go, do you know what? Fuck if it. we play it enough, we can be that. We can get 400 grand each. Yeah. Why not? Uh, let's move on to a section I'd like to call Cardi doesn't like films. Well, that's <laughs> completely untrue, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this. I'm, I'm not that negative on these. All right, well, let's just call it plain films. Plain mm. films. So um, I think we've all seen Bohemian Rhapsody now. Yes. We have, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have the most negative opinion mm. just because I thought it was fairly naff. Yeah. And I know that's it is kind of meant to be a bit yeah. tongue-in-cheek and a bit, you know, it's not a hard biopic by any means. No, not, not at all. But my issue with it is I love all the music because Queen are incredible. Yeah. The music pieces, they're all good. The acting, it's crazy you know what, that, the it's lightnesses crazy that, are very good. I can't mm. believe he composed Bohemian Rhapsody behind his head on a yeah, bed. Yeah, don't get me started <laughs> on amazing. the way they that's make these songs. Freddy. Yeah, oh, God. Um... <laughs> Those bits aren't the bits that get me particularly how they wrote the songs because it's very probably uninteresting how they wrote those songs. They probably sat in a room together and just played around instruments until they found something they liked. What, you don't think he sat by a window and cried at his own lyrics and said, <laughs> that's very good. Yes. Um, the bits that get me are when they just completely fictionalise the story of this band, which I know is a fictionalisation. It's a film, but nowhere at the start of the film do they preface yeah, right. it by saying... This isn't how it happened. So, and if you don't know, you know, I'm quite familiar with Queen. I grew up on Queen. My parents are lucky enough to see Queen a few times. Yeah. I'm very jealous of that. But um, if you don't know the story of Freddie Mercury, Queen, you're going to watch that film and go, oh, he was a bastard. Yeah. I'm he wasn't. I'm I said really, that really weird. I, I'm <laughs> really, like, 
I enjoyed it for what it was, yeah. but you talking about it has made me like it less in retrospect because yeah. you're right in as much as like as a history of Queen, yeah. it's actually almost irresponsible. Yeah, well, like, they like make it, him to be a bit of a tyrant, which I never believe he was meant to be. And there's like a period where it's almost like two years they make it seem like they didn't speak to each other, yeah. and that never happened. And is is that and they the guy who the Northern Irish guy? Yeah. yeah. Jim. Is that Jim? No, that no. Jim's his actual Oh, boy. yeah, yeah. Who was that guy? Well, they also lie about him because he was never a servant at a party. That's yeah. mad. They met, met a completely different Wasn't he time. his like, hairdresser or something like uh, that? He was a hairdresser, but yeah, they met so, at a okay. club. But, like, the the Irish guy... Yeah. Mm. Was he actually evil? I don't like, know. They make <laughs> him seem like as he's evil. there to disrupt his whole life. Yeah. It's, bad. it's almost like... Yeah, it's mental. Like, and I just felt really sorry for him. Like, uh, I don't know... Is this a spoiler? I don't know. Can you spoil this film? I don't know. Well, if it's completely you can because made up. it's made up. Yeah. But it does annoy me that, and obviously, like Brian May and um, I've completely forgot Roger Taylor hmm. signed off on this story, which is also a bit mad to me that they'd yeah. want this to come over this way. But like the fact that they give him AIDS about four years early to me <laughs> is I, mental. But it, it serves a narrative purpose though, doesn't but it? That's, that's, that's not a problem. Because yeah. they don't go this is a fictionalization. So the but, poster for um the Elton John film, Rocket Man, mm. came out yesterday and it has a really interesting tagline which is a true life uh it's something like a, a true life fantasy. Okay. Yeah. And like I wish they'd marketed Bohemian Rhapsody as that because like I don't mind like Queen actually kind of works for whoa we've made it up yeah. it's all crazy yeah. but especially it's still if you have some more like, I'm like, into that almost what the Beatles kind of did some more like crazy psychedelic sex. you could yeah. have some weird sex like that I think, especially with, like, with them but the fact that it is just a straight drama that's a bit Do you not? naff I think basically I think it's naff but enjoyable I like, think his I performance that. is good like we were saying once he gets to the eighties it's better yeah. so at the start it's a bit. The, too much, I think. The Brian May impression is unbelievable. It's very good. That guy's uh, that guy's version of Brian May is but, occasionally yeah, just, indistinguishable. Like the fact that they basically use him getting AIDS as a reason for the band to get back together to me is a bit. Yeah, it's not very not cool. right. Yeah. I I completely disagree with you two. Like <laughs> it it feels to me like this argument is like fans of original comic books saying, oh, the film didn't do it justice. But they're not real. Know, but it's not real. It's know, not a real but, person. But I'm watching a film. It's real to me, God damn it! I, I knew all the Queen stuff before going in as well and I just accepted this is just a dramatised like reimagining of their story mm-hmm. for a... You but know, if for you had of telling a cool but story, but if you hadn't known Queen, wouldn't you come out of that thinking, "Oh, Freddie Mercury was a bit of a tyrant"? But that's not a film's. Res- that's not their responsibility to portray. Know, it's feel- their responsibility to tell a good story and mm. make it engaging. I don't know, and I enjoyed it for that. I'm I not watching like a documentary. <laughs> like I, I just, I just found it. Like my problem with the film was the fact that it felt. Here's a scene about how they wrote this song. Here's a scene about how they wrote this song. Here's a scene mm. about the that's all song. I wanted. And I, but I wanted, I wanted like more of a life story of Freddie mm. Mercury as opposed to like just a scene talking about how they wrote "We Will Rock You." Like I think yeah. it is kind Whatever. of meant to be about the. That's the problem. Is it yeah. struggles with being a story about Freddie Mercury and a story about Queen? Yeah. Well, I think it's because it can't decide which one it wants to be. I don't think the half... real life story mm. of Queen is necessarily would work mm. in a film. They had to like sort of reimagine it, and that's why I think like Brian May. And Roger Taylor like signed off on it because mm. it, it it works as a film, it works as a unit. And I I thought the performances were mostly incredible, and I I really enjoyed it. I don't yeah. don't I didn't I not think, enjoy it. I just thought it was naff and irresponsible. I think we can all agree. <laughs> I think we can all agree that the Wembley section is fucking oh, brilliant. It's, it's great, fantastic. but why have they cut out crazy little thing called love? Because it would be. I long. mean, something uh, you got to trim at some point, haven't you? Out? Such an angry man. I'm not yeah. an angry man. Talk about man. your other film you hated. 
Well, yeah, this is <laughs> this is one that actually disappoints me because the favorite. Yeah. Everyone's been banging on about the favorite, and I like the trailer. I thought I'd like it. Yeah. Yorgos Lanthimos, mm. his last film, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I love that film. Lobster's good. Yeah. Dogtooth's apparently brills. Haven't seen it, <laughs> but um, yeah, Killing of a Sacred Deer is brilliant. Mm. Dark. As, as grim a film as you can probably see. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, definitely see that. Mm-hmm. But the favourite did not agree with me at all. <laughs> and I thought I'd like it because I do tend to like slow, long films. Yeah. It's not even that long. But That's I don't know. It. Maybe I wasn't in the mood. It just did not grab me. It didn't interest me. Is it a career-defining performance from Olivia Coleman? She's very good. All the acting's very good. You can't fault the acting. It's very well done. What's all the stuff about fisheye lenses? It's a bit weird at times, what but I, I get, I'm not going to, yeah, it's a style which I don't dislike. Is, I just found it quite boring. Is it, is, are there whole scenes in fisheye? Is that a thing? From memory. Because I've seen like From memory, I remember, it. I remember some long shots in fisheye. I don't remember whole scenes, but. Oh, okay. It, Maybe that's what it is. I just didn't, if you don't know what it's about, it's about um, Queen Anne and it's more towards the end of her reign, I believe, where she kind of didn't really have much power, to be honest, the mm. prime minister was on her case and <laughs> it's just about this love tri- weird love triangle between these three women mm. and it's just kind of sad and it struck me of I, I just didn't get on with it it struck me as, you know when you go see Shakespeare and people laugh at the bits I hate that, that aren't oh, funny God, but yeah. they think are funny because yeah. they were written by Shakespeare I once saw David Suchet of Poirot fame doing that and it disappointed uh, me it's not <laughs> it's it's meant to be a dark comedy but I didn't find it very funny and I thought it was fairly by numbers. To me, it reminded me of a poor man's Phantom Thread. It's that similar sort of style and tone, but okay. Phantom Thread's just far better film. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, to finish the quick section on plain films, I watched yep. Searching. Thought it was well good. Mm. Do you know what um, I wish I had? Yeah, that's that's a very good plain film because see it on the smallest screen you can. <laughs> um, it, John Cho's fun in it, and it's got a good ending. Mm, good. Uh, let's finish off the general topics with. Dreams, the much teased yes, dreams. dreams. <laughs> yeah. I had the pleasure yesterday of visiting Media Molecule. That's cool. They've got a lovely. It's exactly I've how you imagine their office. office, just like you know, scribbles on the wall, drawings everywhere. It looks like it was made in Little Big Little Big Planet. Yeah, it's like a you know when you like a child's nursery where there's just loads of drawings on the wall. I was yeah, say, I imagine it's kind have, of like a grown-up version of that. I imagine they have a giant wall for just ideas and like yeah. marker pens. Lying and, you know, they've around. got their meet, meeting room, <laughs> meeting room with like bean bags and stuff like that. It's it's fun. Get yeah. cubicles and colour it grey like this Nintendo. Is, <laughs> this is the first time I've been able to go hands-on and really see dreams. And I've been intrigued by it. And they had the six-week like private beta mm. a few weeks ago. And some of the stuff that came out of that, I was like, this is incredible. I can't believe it's that simple to do and that you can do it this quickly. Yeah. This this game is incredible. Yeah. I, I am blown away by what you can do in this thing. Cardi came back into the office yesterday and just loaded up the capture he'd got and yeah. just kept turning like I was trying to work and he kept turning I'm showing me around. You I liked art. It. he turned kept turning me around and just going look how look at this yeah and it was just the, like little things I wasn't sculpted. doing like the biggest thing I achieved as we've discussed is so the amazing thing about dreams is you can just take a cube and sculpt from using it's the first game I think in a long time that genuinely benefits from using the move controllers mm. right and you basically just sculpt with your hands you can just make sculptures in like some of the art that the devs have made. I know obviously they're going to be the best in it of the world at yeah. the moment, but in less than a day, they're creating like sculptures that wouldn't look out of place in actual museums in this thing. And 
the amazing thing is anything you create in the game is uploaded to the server and you can just download mm. and put it in your scene or your game or your so film or your you, artwork. Do you tag those things? I think you do. You tag them and then you get a notification every time someone uses it. Something, so you can go check it out and yeah. see how they've used it. And the amazing thing is anything you take can also be remixed. So like say I found... So I the first thing I made was a donut, as we've discussed earlier, because yeah. there happens to be he's a donut shape. And I painted it pink on top and it looked very nice. Then I cloned it 10 times and made it look like a man was eating them. They were just floating into his mouth. So I took this head, I just searched head in the server, and I found this mad head with a man's face open. Maybe this will be the thumbnail is still of this. That's so a good idea, actually. Yeah. And then I thought, well, this man has no body. So I searched <laughs> animal, and I found this incredible like sculpture that someone had made of a blue bird. Yeah. So I took that blue bird onto my palette, mm -hmm. then just removed the head. How did you remove the head? You just select it and delete it. So the head you can was remix. different from the body. Yeah. They've been sculpted they, in pieces. Yeah. So right. you can just remove parts and remix it. So this man now has a bird's body yeah. and he's eating 10 donuts. Mm. That's that's what I achieved. And all those donuts exist me, forever. Yeah, I can upload. Yeah, so if you search donut, you can probably find my nice. donut. Cardi's original donut. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. That's going to be worth millions. And <laughs> I'm not. That took me about 20 minutes and it looked fairly good. Yeah. So, I like um, the look of it. Yeah. And... Yeah, I was uh, check out a video that will be on site by now is of the art director of the he'll, game. He'll be up by now. Who is incredible, and just I sat down with him for half an hour as he just created this incredible, like coastal landscape with this postmodernist sculpture building in the mm. middle of it in less than half an hour. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, obviously this sounds like amazing tools. Yeah, and like, but is it a game purely about creation? I I for, I think that's the good thing. You can play it however you want. So you can also create. You can also do a thing called dream surfing, which yeah. is basically just going into other people's creations, which can be comic book panels. Like someone's created a building, which is basically an art gallery to put all their sculptures in. So you can just go in a virtual art gallery. You can create any game you can think of. Pretty much, there's a first person shooter that was created. There's like a puzzle. There's a full like escape room puzzle game that someone I built. Saw you, nah, the nah, Space Fire that you were talking space about. Space Fire as well. Like, Actually, like an es escape rooms insane. would be great for this because yes. you could build like the structure that needs to be there for the puzzle and then cover it up. You with could stuff. Like, literally cool. like recreate the witness in this. It's mad. It would actually look quite similar to the witness as well oh, yeah. in style. Well, you can do any style as well. Yeah. That's the ridiculous thing about. It. I'm. It's so. I realise now when talking about how they've had such a hard time getting across what this is. Well, I just didn't understand the control of, of it for so long. It's kind of yeah. anything you want it to be, which is yeah. mad. Like, you can literally be someone who spends an hour, a hundred hours in this game, being someone who just designs trees. You could create a thousand different types of trees to the minute detail that other people can use in their scenes. That's Or you can be someone who creates a whole hour-long animated film. I think that's the smartest thing, is this idea of tagging stuff and being able to use anyone else's. And you pointed out that mm. anyone who uses your stuff is logged. So you can yeah. go into anything your creations have been used in, yeah. which I think is fucking that's, fascinating. Yeah. Like if you make something really popular, yeah. like imagine how many worlds you're going to well, see. That's the thing. That in. in that one little stupid bird man eating a donut thing, there was th me and two other people who had created that technically. Yeah, collaborators. Like, there could be films where, yeah, Unknowingly, five thousand people have contributed to you one sound, piece sound of like art. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> I know. His hit record. I know. Program. I, I'm, it's a hard thing to get across, and it's one of those that I would love to play when it's out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
I don't know when it's coming out. I think it's going early access soon. And yeah, I just, I'm looking forward to it. I am really excited about having it in the office. Yeah. Because I can see us, like, yeah. I, I personally, I don't know how much I'm going to play it at home. Yeah. Because I'm not creative. <laughs> at least not That's the visually. Thing, like, but it's, you don't have to be that good, I think. You can just keep sketching and, like, it's so, it's surprisingly easy to use i obviously wasn't doing anything to the level of the things i was seeing but mm. i reckon with enough practice you could be <clears throat> can you imagine like in 20 years time do you think there's going to be like devs and game creators we've made their first thing well, what's our dream they were I, I think so i yeah. was like, talking to some of the devs and they were like they were talking to some devs from another company mm. and they were saying that genuinely if you want to start making games like start learning like the, in dreams that absolutely yeah. seems like the best way to like, do it if you don't have any coding experience it, it yeah. feels uh, like kind of a progression you know Twine mm. like which is a kind of easy visual way to make adventure game like text yeah. adventures yeah. like this feels like a natural segue from that yeah. like this idea of kind of democratizing development in some yeah. way like I'm really excited about yeah, what I'm just like creating yeah creating little dioramas basically there, were, there was obviously do, those yeah. videos that leaked and they were just from like private beta stuff mm. where it's like but people made dead space and they'd made what was the other big one that they made oh uh, I don't know. basically like death stranding like things were coming out as well and something was else like super impressive like that so but the dead space one i watched yeah. it, it was like you could watch that easily but, that is dead space there's yeah. like there was no difference Seriously? it was like the one of the opening cutscenes. i missed that i uh, came away incredible. just basically super impressed by this thing that's amazing and yeah I'm very try excited. It. Yeah. Anytime you can try it, I don't know if they'll how you get into early access or B or anything, mm. but if you get the chance to try it, definitely try it. Yeah. It's brilliant. Your enthusiasm is infectious, Carl. Mm. Uh, speaking of infections, <laughs> I've got a fever for a quiz. Oh, shit. Uh, is a fever an infection? Let's go. What is a disease? What the password is for this? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Oh, I nearly played some UK Garage again. Uh, right. Boys, it's the endless search for our quizzes. Uh, I hear last week's was a disaster. Yep. Uh, so I'm coming back with a good one that has come from a man called Alan. And I haven't written down Alan's last name. <laughs> I apologise, Alan. Uh, he's, he gave us two ideas, one of which is the often uh, suggested, essentially, Six Degrees of Separation or Kevin Bacon game. Yes. Mm. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that come through quite a lot. Yeah. Loads of people have played that. We're done stealing games from famous people. Yeah. <laughs> the football ramble made a meme out of us. That was fun. Uh, and, uh, so this one is currently tentatively called Which is Better, Ooh. which does fit the stupid theme. Which is oh. better. Mm. Which is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is how Alan describes it. You name a category for movies, which can be anything. I'm making this movies and games. Uh, so his examples are sci-fi, released in 2007, starring Brad Pitt, etc. Each contestant has to name one movie or game that fits into the category. And then the two movies or games are compared on one of IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Box Office Gross, etc. With the higher score winning. So I'll, okay. this will make much more yeah, sense when we get into the categories I've written. Okay, yeah. uh, if one of so the it's, movies it's doesn't... A bit like Top Trumps. Yes, exactly. Okay. If one of the movies doesn't fit into the category for whatever reason, then it's an instant loss. Cheers, Alan. Well, what's Ooh. the process for who gets to go first? We'll just we'll do a coin flip initially, and okay. then you'll alternate. All right. Uh, but before that, jingle in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better? Time for Which is better? It's Which is better? Time for Which is better? It's Which is better? 
we're going to flip my wallet. How do we Ooh. use the biggest version of Isn't a coin? It's just black on both sides. No one says osp, and the other one says nothing. So it's okay. osp or nothing. Osp or nofs. I'll go nothing, please. You're I'm going happy nothing. You'll go for osp. osp. If it well, opens, you don't have a we reflip. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, it's landed. We should have just sideways. Why didn't we just get a coin? No, I'm flipping off. <laughs> oh Wait, it's closed. Okay. It's nothing. You win. You I go guess. first. I win nothing. <laughs> Guys, it's not going well. Let's go. Carry it on. Okay. The first category is this. A film with the in the title. And the top Trump category we're playing for is the highest worldwide gross, according Ooh. to Box Office Mojo. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna and I go first. Yeah. You go first. I am going to go for. That's me typing. I'm gonna go for the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Fucker. Uh, should we look one. for yours first? I don't no, know. I feel, no, I feel like best. there's got to be a time limit, like Dale's got. <sighs> yeah. A few seconds. You've got until I can type in the Dark Knight. I mean, Knight. I was originally gonna go for The Shining, but no, that's definitely not me. That so I'm gonna go. The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's that's clever. Yeah. Uh, I, just yeah. Check. <coughs> Are we going? Yeah. What's the thought of The Rock at one point? Worldwide <laughs> lifetime gross for The Dark Knight: one billion four million nine hundred thirty-four thousand and thirty-three dollars. One point four bill. Quietly. Not one point four bill. One point zero zero four bill. Oh, okay. Uh, Let's not go crazy. You said four million. Oh, wait, yeah. yeah. No, sorry, yeah. Come on, mate. I don't do maths very well. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises excellent. lifetime worldwide gross. One billion. Eighty-four million. Yeah. Nine hundred thirty-nine thousand ninety-nine dollars. Wait, hang on, did you say 84, and he had one billion and four. Oh, and four. So... 80 million in it, Ooh. which is pretty small for this. Yeah. Someone said that was a cheap shot there. That's, Bell, but, that's uh... like if you took out, I reckon, Luxembourg. Because <laughs> yeah. it's rich there. They probably spend loads. Yeah. Dale's on it. I know what mm. film I'd rather watch. And he's on the break <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, that's This is a great game already. I'm well happy. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, next category. We're cheap. on to games. Cheap. How is it cheap? Just because it was the sequel. Just you can think of anything. I, mean, I think that's good. It's the Wild West of this game right now. We can do okay. whatever you need to do. I see what you say. I'll say <laughs> the two after it. Uh, right. We're going for a game that came out in 2017, and we're looking for the highest score on Metacritic. Oh. Not Sorry, Metacritic Rival Open Critic. 2017. Okay. What so, was 2017? Exactly. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Oh, are you I already think. gone? Yeah. That's not giving me much time. I'm pretty sure yeah. that was 2017. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, someone's asking you to do some work. Okay. Uh, Shit, was, was that 2016? I believe. March 2016. Oh, no, March 2017. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking you're all right. Uh, you're already uh, I've gone mad. Um, oh, just what game am I thinking of? I it's saw game, it first it? in 2016, which is okay. why I've got that in my head. Which one was it? Well, I mean, think of what was up for. Ga- I'm not. Shouldn't be giving you clues, but yeah, think yeah, of what's yeah, up yeah. for game of the I'm year with Breath of the Wild. I wish I hadn't done 2017, to be honest. <laughs> I um, avoided 2016 because I thought Breath of the Wild was in it. <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go for FIFA 18. Mm. Oh, you're struggling there, mate. <laughs> I just just trying to go for something 
Mainstream. Yeah, I couldn't remember which I mean, Call of Duty came Mario, out that year. Mario Odyssey came out that year. Yeah, I know. I just couldn't think of which Call of Duty. Breath of the Wild. Oh, sorry. I was still thinking of money-wise. <laughs> I've gone completely mad. Yeah. Breath <laughs> of the Wild's average score was 96 out of 100. Uh, I don't FIFA, think I would have beaten that. FIFA was 83. Yeah, so I, was, I still had most money made in I my head. I think what's happened there is <laughs> you've immediately picked the top... Yeah. I don't think I could have been that anyway, so okay. I don't feel too bad. Just Next playing category. the rules, guys. Just yeah. playing the rules. No, I think that's great. I just have money on the mind. <laughs> As always. Uh, going by the list on IMDb called film most popular Wilhelm Scream titles, oh. a film containing the Wilhelm Scream. Oh, I've got one. By IMDb user rating. By IMDb oh, user nice. rating. Okay. Um, Cardi first. Empire Strikes Back. Fuck Yeah. Okay, um... Do you know they've officially retired the Wilhelm scream in Star Wars? I didn't. I only found that. Good fact. Um, Empire Strikes. I'm just thinking what Indiana Jones film to go for. Interesting. The Temple of Doom. Ooh, oh, that's the worst one. No, you've said it now. I think we have to accept that. Yeah, okay. Fuck, I should have said that. What was I thinking? Empire Strikes Back, 8.8 out of 10. Temple of Doom, 7.6 out of 10. Mm. It's 2 1 to Dale. Stupid answer. What was I thinking? Dale loses the break point this time. That can't be much higher than Empire. No. I bet there is. 8.8. For a Wilhelm Scream film. It's knowing Mm. or like outside of Lucas and Spielberg films, like which ones? Does Die Hard have one? Yes. Oh, no, Die Hard 3, I think, does, but I don't know (laughs) if it's not going to be higher than that. Mm. Uh, with a vengeance is pretty fucking yeah, good, nice. mate. It's not better than Empire Strikes <laughs> uh, Back. The lowest Metacritic score for a superhero TV show. Oh, okay. Um, there's no time period specific. Nope. Anything, any TV show. Okay. I mean, bear in mind that Metacritic started probably in the last decade. So, mm. okay, I would. Okay, okay, okay. Bear that in mind. Is it you first this time? Yes. It is. Okay. Um, lowest Metacritic score. All right, I'm going to go probably one of the DC ones. Oh. Arrow. That's probably not a good choice. I'm going to go for dodge. Iron Fist. Oh, that's been good. That is a good shout. I think, I think Cardi's got that. Arrow seven this used to be my life. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> who's that? Oh, it's Monday.com. It's uh, <laughs> really this worried. This is a shambles. I was really worried that this, this quiz actually will come an absolute shambles. I thought there was going to be some pono on your. This is Dale, Dale used this last, so I was worried. Arrow got seventy-three. Oh, people like it, don't they? That's mad. Yeah, I watched the first two series of that. If Iron Fist has higher than that, I'm Iron Fist up. has 37. Oh my god! <laughs> Absolutely Half. savaged by the Metacritic. I, I, I was going to go for Luke Cage and the Defenders at one point, mm. but then I was like, oh, Marvel ones are always tend to be is that more well received. Is it going that down to a tiebreak? We're going down to a tiebreak, mm. but Cardi won the flip, which means he's Ooh. got the top. I'm looking for the lowest Rotten Tomatoes score for a movie featuring Paul Giamatti. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Because okay. this was originally uh, highest, and then I remembered everyone's going to say sideways, okay. and it's his top um, um, Oh, what's the film I'm thinking I'm doing, of? I, I bet I'm thinking of the same film. I'm just blanking on the name of it. Um, oh, I've got pick. it, I've got it, I've got it. He's in some shite. Yeah. He's in a film. I don't know if it's a... Uh, Lois Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if people like this film or think it's funny or not. 
there's one film I'm thinking of which I can't remember the oh, name oh, of. Just, are you gonna go? Okay, you... I'm gonna go with Shoot 'em Up. Motherfucker! Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you've got a little bit of time to choose. <laughs> oh my god! Play. That's I would what, never have thought that was the one I immediately. I watched that film about five times at a mate's. What? <laughs> we just found it hilarious. Jesus, oh, that's a reason. Like, I'm only thinking of good. I used films to stay at his house now. quite a lot, and we used to watch that film because we thought it was hilarious. Oh, you've absolutely won this. Shoot 'em up, featuring Paul Giamatti. All I can think of right now. I mean, is it's not. It's something about Mary and Spider-Man, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man Two. They're the only ones I can think of right now. Say a film, Dale. Oh, there's something about Mary. It's gonna... oh, I can't think of any of those. I wish, gone for, I wish you'd gone for the other one. Oh shit. Yes. Well, hang on. No, that was well received, wasn't it? Reasonably. No, mm. no. What's the one with Jamie Foxx in it, wasn't it? Yeah, but it wasn't that bad. Shoot 'em up. 67% Rotten Tomatoes score. That's higher than I thought. Mm. Yeah. There's something about Mary. 83%. Ooh. It's certified fresh, Dale. Oh, my God. The one I was trying well, to so think what of. Is, what is um, What's the Amazing one? Spider-Man? Let's, that's a good <laughs> yeah. idea. That's a good test. Amazing Spider-Man. What was the too. film with Frankie Moon is in that he was in? <laughs> oh, was it um, oh, the spy one? What? Yeah, that's the one I was trying to think oh. of. What is the spy uh, was a kid once? Uh, <laughs> is it that one? I don't know. Was Agent one. Cody Banks? Agent Cody uh, Banks. Was he in that? I was no, never he was it. in the other one. Amazing Spider-Man 2, 52%. Mother. Rotten. Oh. You would have won. Oh. Unlucky. I've made some wicked, stupid last-minute really decisions. This is, this is a good game. Alan, you're great. We may have uh, found Joe's game. I just want to... We'll just want to look at this. Yeah, earlier I was looking through films Paul Giamatti's been in. Yeah, he's in a Rob Zombie film called The Haunted World of El Superbisto. Oh my god, <laughs> what the amazing. fuck is that? <laughs> um, what are we looking for? Cody Banks. I'll find. No, it's not Cody Banks. It's not Cody it's, Banks. Um, Spy Kids. No, I'll find it. It's um, it's got like. <laughs> oh, I really it? want to know what it is now. I'm gonna find it. Is it That's... Big Fat Liar? Big Fat Liar. That's one. Big <laughs> Fat Liar. He plays Marty Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look at what you got. Would have got for that. Big <laughs> Fat Liar. Does he play the Big Fat Liar? I think he might be, but he turns blue in it. I think. <coughs> oh, that was a that would have been a banger. Forty-two percent. There we go. But didn't need it. Didn't need it. Fair play. Oh, once yeah, there he is, blue. Once again, a lot of pressure. Just to clarify the scores, not three, two <laughs> to Cardi. <laughs> People need to know who won. Yeah. I think that's a legit banger of a game. It's a good game. It's a good game. A lot of variety. Well of done, Alan. Right, on to feedback. Yes. Feedback. We haven't got a great deal this week. No. I think Cardi can read this one. And then I've got oh, a follow-up. Oh, right? I've, I've, I've been Dale's given number first. one. Oh, it's Dale first, sorry. I've not read this I yet. I didn't realise we had three. This is from Tom Meadows. And he says, something we haven't heard in a while. Duck Hunt. Oh, yeah. After this week's lovely long chat about Football Manager, I feel compared to share with you a name that has eclipsed Donovan in its hilarity. <laughs> it was around 06, 07, and I signed a new gen goalkeeper called Jod Body Slam. <laughs> Sorry, what was the first name? Jod. 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 <laughs> J-O-D. <laughs> Jod Body Jod. Slam. Does it say what nationality Jod Body Slam was? Uh, no, it doesn't. God, I hope he was American. <laughs> John Bodyslam. <laughs> uh, it's an internal disappointment of mine that I no longer have a photo proof of this beast. <laughs> but I was wondering if anyone had experience similar in their games. Um, oh, I must have had so many funny names That's it. over the years. I've probably had tons, but I don't remember any amazing ones. The, the, the funniest name I've ever found in Football Manager was, I think, in 05, where there was a real Brazilian player in like lower Brazilian leagues called Banana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I signed a player the other week who was just called Jan Grot. Just because it was Grot. Jan Grot. <laughs> Sounds like a really sad Bristolian porn star. 
turns out it wasn't very good and I got rid of him eventually, but you know, he got a run. Amazing. Uh, United must money. have had so many. I mean, you've uh, had Donovan Driver, which is one Donovan, of the best. Donovan's still good. going strong as us, still going strong. How, what's, he, what's his value uh, these we did days? A, we did a big update last week. Oh, well, so well, well. I'll listen back. back. I apologize. Yeah. Um, got some more feedback here. Yeah, please. Mm. This one's from Brian Hairston. He says, hello, gents. Love the podcast. Your good. question, Good. <laughs> <laughs> Your question from a couple of weeks ago about bad movies in the cinema got me thinking. What's the worst movie? Yeah. What's the worst movie you've ever seen that just had the dopest trailer ever? Dopest. You've never heard me say dopest before. <laughs> I think for me, it's the Last Jedi. Firmly in the hate camp. No. Oh, shut up. The <laughs> <laughs> trailer's not even that good. Um, with Suicide Squad running a close second. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Trailer's all right for that. Yeah. What? Any ideas? I've got a couple. Uh, the one the, I did some research and okay. I struggled. Uh, the one that came to mind was Grindhouse. Right. Grindhouse, I thought, was a very intriguing prospect. I and mean, then when you actually see that I quite film, all those like films. Death Proof. I, I, I was oh. going to say, I quite like Planet Terror. <laughs> Planet Terror is a fucking... I thought Death Proof was an absolute stinker. Really? I don't yeah. mind Death Proof. I never even bothered with Death Proof. Um, one of mine, as I mentioned earlier, when the first Bohemian Rhapsody trailer came out, I was like, bang up for this. Yeah. Blending all the music trailer. together into... Oh, it was amazing. way too hard on this film. It's... Naff, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's a little less than fine. It just irked me, Okay. Alright. <laughs> Get off my case. Another one, Man of Steel. Okay. Ooh. I think that first trailer I think it's well known that Snack uh, Zack Schneider. Snack Zyder. Schneider. I'm Snack Zyder. <laughs> this is my friend John Body Slam. <laughs> I think it's well known he can make a good trailer. Whether he can make a good film has hasn't been a while since he's done that really. Mm. Uh, I think Actually, Watchmen's good. That reminds me of, like the first uh, Batman vs Superman teaser was kinda cool, I thought. Yeah, do you remember that remember when you first it. got the reveal of like Batman mm. in the in the Iron Batman oh, suit with yeah. the light, yeah. eyes lighting up? I don't think Man of Steel is a terrible film. I, I don't oh, have I any do. need to watch it again. I think it. I thought it was okay, yeah. but I was really the trailer. I thought was brilliant mm. when he puts you know when he puts his fist in the snow mm. and then takes off. Oh my god! And it had <laughs> oh, it was good. Um, I think there's a lot of comedy. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's a lot of comedy films where you get all the good jokes that are in the trailer. Oh, and yeah. Sometimes they can make them look really good, and then you actually watch a film, you're like, I've literally seen all the films. Actually, yeah. that's a really good one. The Velvet Buzzsaw that came out on Netflix. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer's actually, fantastic. Yeah. The film, A, is a bit shit, and B, every single kill in that film, bar the final scene, mm. is in the trailer. It's like, mad. it's absurd. I, I I don't remember seeing a trailer that so thoroughly ruins a film what? for such a long time. Why can't they all do what Marvel trailers do and just like reshoot bits and repurpose yeah. bits for the yeah. trailer? Like I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp for the first time the other day mm. and I had to go through a lot of that trailer footage for videos and I was like, there's so many things that were different in yeah. the film to what they were in the trailers. I really like great. that. Yeah. But if you have any amazing trailers for bad films, let us know at IGN underscore UKfeedback.com. Also, at IGN.com. Crazy, crazy <laughs> names that the games have generated for you. We want to know them as well. Yeah. Crazy names. Crazy names. I still want people to send in rumours they've heard about the video game industry after that one that said they knew all about their next Xbox. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, want yeah. more, I want more lies. Um, final piece of feedback, not technically for us, but it's a press release I received this morning. Subject line, when did you last ejaculate? <laughs> Uh, and I'm just going to read a bit of it. Whether it's not, with a partner on your own, not for minutes or not for years, ejaculation remains something of... Not for minutes. Shh, ejaculation <laughs> remains something of a taboo subject that men don't normally discuss. Wow. However, for... And this is why I'm reading this email, not for the subject line. <laughs> for Kenny Mamarella de Cruz. <laughs> what? Dubbed the Man Whisperer. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's one of the first questions that's asked in his men's groups. <laughs> uh, honestly, I have what no you, idea what, what is going on. Why have I you received know. this press I have no idea. <laughs> have you been looking at things? I've been looking at if Kenny Mamarella de talk, Cruz. If you need someone to talk to, come talk to Kenny. Uh, yeah, Kenny Mamarella de Cruz aims to get to the heart of any man's issues, whether it's with wealth, embar- wealth, in- wealth embarrassment, <laughs> or the inevitable midlife crisis. Inevitable, what? Wait, Jesus. What is this promoting? Is it just promoting just Kenny? Help. <laughs> Mr. Mamarella de Cruz's men's group. Whether you have money problems penis problems yeah. I thought it was like a game or a film or no what? he's offering up five reasons he asks men when they last ejaculated uh, those five reasons are shock and embarrassment it rattles men's cages it raises important issues then it just says talk about experiences this just seems like a lot of sentences thrown together yeah. with no real meaning and then insight <laughs> well if you want to tell us the last time you ejaculated no please don't please don't <laughs> <laughs> Give it to yourself. Yeah. Well, this has been a lovely little time, hasn't it? Talking yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, gone off the rails. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to point this out. Sorry. I'm just learning about Ken- Kenny Mamarella de Cruz. Uh, Mamarella. He he travelled the world and tried his hand at shark feeding, fire walking, and managed to spell working with the Divine Mother Teresa in Calcutta. I have <laughs> settled on men's ejaculation I, as his final. Calling. I have a feeling in five years there's going to be a Netflix doc about the Kenny Mamarella cult. Yeah. The Kenny Mamarella de Cruz <laughs> men's groups. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to the man, ris- man whisperer. Yeah. Uh, and that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, if you want to email us, it's IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Tell us when you last ejaculated. <laughs> don't. We really established don't do that. <laughs> Tell us when you last ejaculated. Was it minutes? Was it years? Give us the insight. They're not sting. Anyway, I've been Kenny Mamarella de Cruz, and these were my friends. Bye. Bye. See ya. It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.